my, my other drummer from from my other band, Scum Dog, he, he he wanted Brian. He wanted to make a TikTok for for that band. Mm. Like I don't know, dude. Are we funny enough? <laughs> and then like. <laughs> What if our singer specifically instructed us not to go to his area? Fuck your singer! You're chewing on them out. in your sleep or something. <laughs> Probably a decade old. Yeah. Um, well, without further ado, uh, thank you so much, uh, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Uh, we're going down to the Bay to do some uh, rad shit with uh, a rad dude, uh, Leo from Out of Pocket. Thank you for coming on, my guy. Thank you for having me, bro. I'm fucking stoked. I am fucking stoked as well. Um, you know, Out of Pocket is, you know, one of those bands that has put out a really sick demo during a really weird time and has kind of like caught the eyes and ears of a lot of people. And, you know, like there, there's definitely a lot of, um, cool things happening in the Bay area. Um, just with a lot of the bigger bands that are happening, but you know, bands even on the smaller level are still doing things right. So I'm super stoked to be chatting with you and yeah, I, you know, we've been chatting about doing different things, uh, for a while now. I think, you know, you sent me a badass little podcast bumper intro with your with a uh, with a homie of yours, and I was like, okay, this yeah, I'm I'm into this guy's energy, and I want to have him on the show. <laughs> okay, dude, yeah, I, I remember you, you needed some like little clips and all that, and I, I had my my homie Oscar. He's a vocalist from from Scumdog. Mm-hmm. Fucking, um, we're like, dude, let's do, let's do something funny, and like we're thinking about hell ideas, like maybe like one of us being naked in the background, just doing a sandwich. Like, now let's do something with the cars. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Keep it a little bit more PG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, not many people want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there might be a select number of people that want to see him uh, butt naked in the background. But, yeah, it's funny because that was kind of I, – I, I think we kind of put ourselves in a little bit of a, a – of a position there because like we wrote, I, I got that song made for the new intro for the new season. And there's that break where, you know, Hey, what's up? I'm so-and-so and you're listening to the scoped exposure podcast. But then over time it was just like, Oh, it's a lot of work for me just to like reach out to all these different individuals and get little, um, you know, little videos or whatever. So now I've just started yeah. to throw in just random little funny music related memes that i see within the ethos so you know I'll, I'll probably play your video maybe at the start of this episode maybe in the somewhere in the middle here um but yeah it's it's uh it's uh it's really fun so um definitely gonna chat out of pocket uh and what's happening in um you know the the bay area but you know before we talk about music as you know leo we got to check some bevs so tell me what you're bringing to the show today so today, so since it's my like my day off too, I gotta like just gotta chill a little bit with the thirty-two ounce of Modelo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, no. coming in clutch. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I was, it's a nice sunny day outside. It's getting hot, so I had like a crave for something Modelo. Yeah, <laughs> is that a is that a go to like size of Bev and uh, brand of Bev as well for you or size? Size, yeah, because like you know, just like a couple cans, I kind of get sick of it. Like I, I drink one, and it's like I don't know, it's a bunch of trash. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> might as well just get a bigger one. Right. Be cool with one. 
I, I definitely have never had a 32 ounces, probably of anything, um, aside from maybe like when I was, you know, 14 or 15 year old, 15 year old Spencer going to Wendy's and getting like the mega gulp or whatever, or like Wendy's. Yeah. Or, you know, doing, uh, you know, from where I'm from, uh, I'm not sure how big Slurpees are in California, but, um, you know, uh, Winnipeg, where I'm from is the Slurpee capital capital of Canada. So even in the dead of winter, you would still go to the gas station and get like the biggest Slurpee, the size of your little punk ass head and, uh, drink that back. So, uh, not checking. Are you into Slurpees or what's what's the Slurpee scene in uh, in California? Do people fuck with that or no? People hella fuck with it, especially on 7-Eleven. You know, they get their own fucking buckets and like they get like a, like a bigger one. They just fill it up with whatever right. they want. Yeah, I guess like 7-Eleven day is kind of coming down the pipe in the next month or so. Oh, so shit. Yeah. Everyone's going to bring a in, month away. Yeah, bring in the wacky. Because I think they still do it where it's like you just bring your own, bring your own thing and you just fill it up and it's like a set so. price. I hope so. Because <laughs> last year when COVID happened, they kind of just, I think uh, they handed you like a small ass cup and that's all you could do. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, no, everyone's got vaccines. Just, you know, fill this, you know, car tire with Slurpee. And you're like, all right, all right. Kind of do that. I'll keep, I'll keep this bottle and I fill it up. With yeah. <laughs> That'd be super meta. Um, well, I'm not checking a Slurpee myself. Um, you know, we got a number of Bev sponsorships, as I'm sure you saw on the show. But, you know, always got to drink other players in the game. Um, so I'm going to be drinking the Dragon Fruit Summer Red Bull. It's like there's lots of condensation on the side, it looks like, because it came straight from the from the fridge. Um, I, I've heard mixed reviews. I, I've had this a couple of times. I'm a fan. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. you're a big Red Bull guy yourself, but uh, what are your thoughts on it? I actually, I actually just had the watermelon one like two days ago, like oh, for okay. the first time. And I fucking love it. I love watermelon. But yeah, dude, I, I think it's rad. I, I say it's better than the original Red Bull. I don't know. I, I like it. I like flavor. I, I think like I don't reach for Red Bulls as much anymore just because I got other Bev things in the mix. But I think if I am, I usually aim for the um, any of the flavored options. So um, peach is a go-to for sure um watermelon is definitely very very sick i think that might be the summer flavor from last year if i'm remembering correctly because this is like this year's summer flavor oh i didn't even notice that yeah well you have to go try it out yeah yeah oh yeah i i i I look at so like just down the street from my house on clutch yeah definitely sometimes i'm always curious when i you know it's it's a requirement on the show for you know, my guests to bring a Bev. So sometimes I'm always curious on, you know, do people have their fridges like readily stocked with Bev's or they're like, Oh, I have to go to the corner store before, you know, my podcast with Spencer to, to grab something or whatever it is. So it's a, yeah, yeah. The, I have to kind of hide my beers from my dad. Cause he will kind of like drink them all. If I don't like, <laughs> stay consistent with them. So I got to just buy at the liquor store, drink it right then and there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even come home. Just go to the back alley and that's the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Leo, uh, cheers to you, my guy. I'm really excited to be doing this podcast. And, uh, you. you know, you, you've done 
I'm, I'm sure that you've listened to a couple. Um, so, you know, I always like to get context about how people got into hardcore, um, you know, like from the very first moments they heard a breakdown, screaming, punk music, whatever you want to spin it. So tell me about that for you. Uh, yeah. Tell me about, you know, growing up and and kind of like the Coles Notes version of all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was like, I think eight years old. I was living in Las Vegas at the time with my family. Mm. And uh, I was like channel, just, just channel surfing. You know those channels where I had like hella music and all that. Mm. So I was just going through that. I was just bored. And I passed by like the metal section and then Slipknot ha- came on. I think it was, I don't know, if, I'm pretty sure it was Vermillion, the part two song. And then uh, I, I saw the costumes and the masks. I was like, that's fucking dope. And then I went on YouTube. I looked up more. And like I saw Sick, uh, Wait and Bleed, all those sick ass songs. Mm. I was just into it. They were so angry because I, I was like an angry child as a kid. <laughs> and that just kind of matched my energy. Sure. So I loved it. And then my mom was into punk as well. So she kind of introduced me to all that shit. Mm. Okay. She, so yeah. so it was a little bit of a combination with, um, you know, naturally discovering, you know, a lot of people have come on and talked about how Slipknot was a, a huge you know, starter band. And it was through those moments of just being bored at home and like flipping through the channels or like, you know, someone showing you like a Slipknot music video in the computer lab at school or whatever it is. So, so I was was, like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I think there's definitely like, like their art, like I've said it here multiple times and I I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Um, But I think, you know, just talking about how, like seeing it in that sense when you're at that age it was like either people would be like that is so creepy and scary and i don't want anything to do with it or there was people that are like no i get this and i get the energy that they're putting uh into their videos and into the music yeah dude uh like once i i saw that i wanted like every shirt every like you know i was just into like just slipknot and i don't know why i didn't like discover other shit but uh and my mom discovered that I was into that. So she showed me like more bands, more on the punk side, like Sex Pistols, mm. like stuff that she was into, Exploited. And then uh, she told me about this, the shows that she went to as, as a kid in in Mexicali, I think. Oh. Like over there. Yeah. Like, she, she, she's from that area. So she got like a little bit of the, the raunchy, yeah, <laughs> like the hardcore. Got you. No, mm. that, yeah, that's very cool. So yeah, it was kind of like, you were telling like like did your mom like find out like did you tell her like hey i like this band called slipknot or was there kind of this like hey what are you watching or then yeah tell me about that we were at the mall and then like there was hot topic dude i want to go in there i want to find this shirt (laughs) and then it was like everyone would talk topic for their shirts and shit sure of course for for their for their fit and then um and then once i got into like middle school and high school i found more of my friends like i found my guitarist Chris and then we're we're just talking about like what we listen to and all that and we kind of like found hardcore together mm. when we found like you know Madball, Knock Loose, all that shit. Right. Yeah. And YouTube. YouTube's clutch. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> like kind of pre like I would say the algorithm right now is like like I feel like it 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 is not the best in the sense of like being like here's a bunch of different shit that you can chew on because that was the thing like you watch one slumnot music video and then you find out about you know disturbed you find out about three days grace you find out about 
fucking like you know the list goes on and on um <laughs> but now it's like you watch one slipknot video and air like it's all slipknot content you know just because yeah. it's only focusing on like that one keyword yeah true true it, like it doesn't really expand but i mean like now like everyone has an opportunity to show their stuff on youtube like no matter like not like back in the day i guess <laughs> right yeah. yeah people didn't even know how to like shoot a video on like you know like now people can shoot an entire music video on like an iPhone 12 and it looks like cinema quality back then it was oh. like, uh, like I need to buy a big camera. Like, you know, the access is really opened up. Um, and the prices to that it's expensive as hell. So might, might as well just do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. And I love that visual of just like being at the mall with your family and being like, no, I need, I need this band shirt. And then there's like, Oh, okay. So that's, <laughs> that's what Leo yeah. was into. <laughs> I was just a child, bro. I was like hell enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. I was like, once I found something, I was, I'm a, I was like writing it. I'm just putting right. all my energy into it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel like that's a very, I would say in, in like a, someone in their twenties range, like Slipknot is definitely, you know, I feel like if you didn't listen to Slipknot as like one of your first bands, like, like what happened you know like how did how did they know yeah. that hit you you know yeah. um but how yeah. did um you know getting into the local scene and you know seeing because that's that's something that i see is that um people will see these big bands like slipknot um or knocked loose but then they can see that same energy in a local uh scene so so, so tell me about discovering that in in your area like this discovering the local scene we were just like we we're just looking for shows um i think uh the first band we discovered like me and my homies were like hands of god uh like the first lo lo local band and we we're like oh shit they're from here and they're like oh shit they got a show like next week oh and wow so we're like okay. yeah and like we out and like we're, we're nearby like we used to live like in the barrier yeah. so we just uh it's all about youtube and that's where we fucking found it. and um just going to that first concert, dude. Like at that, that first local show at the at the Peace of Justice Center, I think that's where it was. Okay. It was like a little like house, hella people. You're definitely gonna get punched or like at least hit. Right. Especially <laughs> if it's Hands of God of all bands. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I can't remember the lineup, but um, yeah, I can't remember the lineup at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, but it was so fucking sick, dude. And that opened our eyes, like, dude, let's do this shit. This is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, so what age are you like right now? Right now I'm 22. 22. Okay. So yeah, like that's, it, it's really cool to hear. Cause like hands of God, you know, out of every hardcore band in the world right now is like still a fairly new band. Like, you know, they've, they've done, you know, a couple like little two song things and an EP and I think they haven't put out anything longer than an EP. Um, but yeah, like they definitely, you know, before the pandemic hit for sure, they were kind of on this, like, you know, upward trajectory, uh, as far as hype, but yeah, it's really cool to hear like one of your first live experiences, uh, was with a band like that. Cause I remember I saw them for the first time, um, uh, when they came up to Calgary to play wild rose, uh, back in 2018. And like the lineup was like is totally different now, and they were playing songs that don't that I don't see them play any anymore. So yeah, that that's that's crazy. And like you said, like it's hey, here's this cool band. Oh shit, they're from here. Oh shit, they're playing like tomorrow <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it's the best experience that like 
like you're like there's local bands you know um and this is it's like hella here mm-hmm. and those gulch drain fucking a whole bunch so like and they're always playing shows yeah like good influence <laughs> yeah no definitely yeah and and i know um i'll, I'll reference like um you know gem uh from speed his podcast out in australia called forge ahead they had cole from from gulch on it and cole's come on our show as well but they were talking on their show specifically about just like what's happening in in san jose in the bay area right now because it's like kind of you know california if you want to look at the entire state is like largely uh you know it's a hype hardcore area there's lots of great bands you know bands can build their empire or their legacy just within that state alone but the bay would almost get like ignored or like not valued as much as like orange county or uh la or like some of those areas but it's just been in the last few years where bands like drain bands like gulch tsunami scowl like all those bands have really just like like exploded and yeah, just like dude. put way more eyes on on shit. Yeah, dude, they've they've been popping off. Like, I, I think it's I have no idea. Like, <laughs> they just been putting out some sick shit like repeatedly and it's consistent. It's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to be like from here to like experience all that like closely. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and and I think like you know when you know shows and uh, festivals and touring seems to like you know we're starting to pull the the page over for like this next chapter of hardcore, like after this pandemic, you know, we're still in the pandemic, but you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're transitioning. So I'm really curious if like people are, you know, when they look at their year and you know, where they can travel for like hardcore, is it like, Oh, I want to go to the Bay because I can go to a local Bay show. And it literally is like all the bands that I want to see. Um, so yeah, it's, there's, there's something in the water there. I'll say that. <laughs> in the bay, yeah, in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, tell me about the start of uh, the band. Well, I guess the band that I guess we originally got connected uh, through, which is Out of Pocket. Shout out to the hat. Yeah, um, yeah thank you, bro. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So, tell me about the start of that. Um, obviously, like any new, it seems like so many new bands started you know, through the time of no shows. And so I'm curious on like, are, are some bands just going to be like, you know, this is just like an online band uh, while my other main projects are back and moving. But uh, yeah, tell me about how Out of Pocket came to be. Yeah, so we started because of the pandemic and low key, thank God for the pandemic because uh, <laughs> we would have, uh, I feel like if we if that didn't happen and we started out of pocket without the pandemic, I think it would have sounded a lot different, a lot. Hmm. I think worse. You know? <laughs> like, why? Uh, why do so you say yeah, we, worse? Because it really made us take our time with our songs. Like, there's no rush. There's like, hmm. why? Why are we rushing? Let's just take our time to di- dissect these songs. And we we came up with three, but still, <laughs> um, yeah, we started because our other band, Scumdog. We I think. Since it was the start of pandemic, I think we were we were writing a a promo, and then we were only able to release one song, mm. uh, and then we weren't doing anything for a hot minute, and then me and my guitarist Chris were just like, let's start something else, you know, along like his his kind of style, like the more heavier style. Sure. I'm like fuck it, I'll I'll do vocals, and then uh, <laughs> we hit up uh, our homie Dylan. He's he's from Walnut Creek. It's like a little bit more north. It's like an hour away okay 
uh he's like hella into it I think we we met him through shows and shit you know he's, he's just a kid i think he was 16 when we met him wow and then uh, okay. we, we just played at his house jammed as much as we fucking could get as much as we can on the first day we, we made the the two songs on site and heaven's gate but they were like i look back at them now like we have the old recordings like holy shit it changed so much <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah so thank god for pandemic because we really took our time but like not obviously like the pandemic sucks and shit but you know it really made us take our time and be yeah good. no for sure and i think um yeah i guess like we we've been in it long enough to like really see how um you know when you're playing like maybe once if your band's playing like once a month it's hard to kind of squeeze in you know the the weeks it takes to write you know and record the new music if you're like okay we got to practice for this upcoming show and then you know the cycle repeats maybe your band's going yeah. on tour you know maybe you're playing a festival um but yeah it's it, that time really put people in in a position to really like fine-tune everything when it came to like whatever release that they were next working on right um i'm blanking on the band that um that uh was talking to but you know th there's countless examples like i'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this podcast either are are still like playing a little bit of the time game as far as like okay shows aren't like officially back you know and and however that looks and whenever that feels like all right, the flag is in the ground, like shows are back for, for everyone. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think it's been a, it was a, it's been a huge blessing. And I think people have written some of the, probably the best music, you know, I'm speaking just for myself yeah. right now, but I think like a lot of people in those first few months where they had like, you know, everyone was home from work, like no one had to go to work, so to speak. Cause it was just like, okay, stay at home. Like yeah. some of the new end game stuff that I have coming down the pipe i wrote in those months and i feel like it's the best shit that i've ever, ever right? written so yeah dude. so yeah i feel like that sentiment applies to to everyone everyone was literally like uh not under the gun but just like uh on the back burner and they're just like all right well this is what we can do and we're gonna fucking do it, it like forced you to be like patient <laughs> you know like Mm -hmm. made you think about your stuff before doing anything which i think is a good thing and i feel like i'm a i think like i developed that habit and it uh just like to make sure everything's okay before anything mm -hmm. yeah and and i hope that you know i i feel like it's not like hardcore is like a rat race per se but i feel like there is like those things where someone will get a whiff of like a show or an opportunity and they'll like only focus on that and maybe miss or not focus on the other aspects of their band stuff. So I think as soon as a huge portion of the equation was removed, people were like, Oh, like I do want to spend more time on like our merch designs or like, you know, more time on like maybe all the admin stuff of like running a band as far as like money and just like keeping account of everything. So I hope that people are pulling all over all those new skills into like, running a band in 2022 or however that looks but um yeah I, I like you said like this time has sucked as far as not being able to do stuff but i think you know a lot of people have leveled up as far as being musicians and and you know doing the hardcore thing for sure yeah i mean like we've all developed something like oscar he's he's learning how like to record music and all that so like little by little he really like gained like a new uh what, what do you call it a new skill there you go yeah <laughs> yeah no absolutely um so 
you know, you guys wrote those two songs, like you said, pretty quickly. And then you're like, oh, like, let's throw an intro and make it like a, a demo. Um, yeah. What was your thoughts when you were putting it out? Did you think that it would push as far as it did? Or like, what was your your thought process Dude, there? Hell no, I did not think it would like get like half the recognition it got. I, I don't know why, but like, when we were writing, like, we, we thought it was hard for sure. Like, this is fucking sick. But I don't know, like, since, like, we didn't really like, know anybody. We didn't really have, like, any connections at all. We just kind of put it out. Um, I mean, Dylan knows, uh, has more has more talks to people, like, around the scene and everything. But, you know, we, we, we just came up from nothing. Mm -hmm. So our music kind of spoke for itself. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was not expecting. I was, like, expecting, like, uh, like a little pop, but that's it. But we just kind of kept it going with these three songs, and it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm honestly really impressed that you guys have been able to push with, like, kind of like, yeah, like you said, like three songs. Um, and, and you know, it's – I've seen you guys, you know, obviously, like, we featured – uh you know songs off the demo just on like different playlists because i genuinely um uh, i i think that's the thing like if people are reaching out to me i always go to the product like what does what does the band sound like what do the songs sound like and if the product sucks like i probably won't follow up to do an entire podcast talking about it or you know i i i always i'm trying to like not not be like a gatekeeper isn't the right word but like and I, and I hate to compare myself to Joe Rogan, but like his whole process is like, I don't want to just have my platform be like, oh, I'll like anyone can come on. Like I want to handpick my, my guests, so to speak, because you know, there's a level of reputation that goes into that. So if, yeah. if someone sends it to me and I don't feel like there's enough that I can like squeeze out of just on music alone, then, you know, I probably won't do that. But, you know, going back to you, you know, we featured uh, you guys a handful of times, but I've also seen, you know, pop up on, you know, shout out to Davin from uh, Marked for Life. Like someone requested you guys mm -hmm. to get on that shit. So that like, was crazy. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's cool to see like it really, you know, pushing out there because there was a lot of demos that came out last year and, yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and into this year for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of like, like bands that came out uh during quarantine that are fucking sick you know mm. paint the truth they started in the in the pandemic right yeah, yeah still still haven't played a show which is fucking crazy <laughs> they're gonna though watch mm -hmm. but, yeah um yeah dude, it's crazy so yeah one of the questions i had were you know obviously i feel like any any band that's like newer and put out their debut demo is kind of like in this weird little family of like yeah we're all the new kids on the block so to speak so is there any demos that you listen to either in 2020 or into this year um outside of your own band that you're like really excited to see what that band's you know next step is or you know when they get to play a first show dude there's hella fuck like uh <laughs> yeah pinnacle is definitely one of them great iron i've been on them so hard like um what else there's i think there's this, i think there's a band in canada like e easy I, I think I've, I, I found them through your, through your podcast, through your, um, Oh, the playlist, your, your, your playlist. Yeah. There you go. Oh, and they're I, called I was, easy. Yeah. I, I was hella on them, uh, for like, I Batman. don't know that band. So I'm curious on who that is. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure they're from Canada. I'm not, no, wait, 
I'm tripping. I don't think I'm from Canada. They're from somewhere else, not from the United States. <laughs> oh, okay. But they're just called yeah. Easy. Easy, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I found it through your playlist. I don't know how long ago it was, but... Uh, I, I don't know. Like, depending who you ask, like, some people could say I have a really bad memory or some people <laughs> could say I have a really good memory. But I don't remember mm-hmm. a band called Easy that I've put on the playlist. It's... uh. Like, are you talking about Easy Money? Because that they're from Arizona. Nah, no, yeah, they're just straight like easy. It was hard to, to find them on on Spotify without like your your link. I don't know how the fuck. All right, but, well, uh, maybe that's yeah. homework that I have yeah. to do after this episode. Um, yeah, I'm just intrigued by that name. You know, just easy. Oh uh, yeah, it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> it is uh dope, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's hella demos. I think Human Crate was another one that was fucking on okay uh cool got whose band that was but yeah i hope they play a show that, that shit was wild yeah if if i can quickly plug uh some of my favorite uh demos excuse me that came out last year um you know i i definitely really really liked this band from milwaukee called reality check i don't know if you uh yeah heard that mm-hmm. shit uh i felt like that really didn't get um uh, like the love that it deserves i feel like some of those songs are really really hard uh, lyrical content is like bang on. Um, mm-hmm. I really like this band from Sweden called Path of Resurgence. Um, they're kind of like a metalcore band. Um, I had Marion, who's their vocalist, on the on the podcast, and just like that that was really cool. And if I could do one last, um, probably Despise from um, from the UK, just because like. That band has not missed with any of the releases that they've done. Um, And, you know, like the split with Gridiron is like, you know, I I know when they're able to, you know, cross the pond and and come play the States or Canada even, it's going to be like an absolute madhouse. I fucking hope so. They're fucking (laughs) sick. (laughs) I've I've been on them since like their first demo and then demo two came out. That was like, even better and then that split was i'm just, I'm still on that split yes but yeah no, i yeah. i think you know i think that gridiron and despise split i think will be the number one split that comes out this year like there's, there's been a so lot many. of really badass ones <laughs> that have come out obviously like gulch and tsunami age of apocalypse sector. and truth sector and uh is it raw life that's the other yeah. side yeah yeah i i almost i always think it's MH Chaos because I think there there's a, a member of Sector that also plays in that band, but it, it is Raw Life, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I do think that that split specifically, Gridiron and Despise is, you know, in, insane. And I think it takes the K for the number one spot. But who knows? It could be like August and then it's like two of the other biggest metalcore bands in the world. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, that shit is sick. Um, so, so yeah, you guys put out the demo i love that when i got this hat you sent me all those like stickers and you know <laughs> demo you have it where it's like don't effing mess with out of pocket i was like Dude. holy shit that's such a smart idea um, i fucking that that wasn't even planned we, we we just wanted to like put acronyms and i was trying to find like a definition for those acronyms I'm like fuck it don't effing mess with out of pocket and i yeah. made that sticker on snapchat like, you made it on, on snapchat yeah, I just Bro. like took a white picture and then I edited it. Yeah, <laughs> that is DIY is 
fuck that's so cool <laughs> that blows my yeah. mind oh yeah i make a lot of things on snapchat things like my photoshop <laughs> snapchat is your photoshop my free photoshop <laughs> like what else do you have you made just... made other stuff for out of pocket on snapchat no i try to do like the other sticker like like the raider one on mm-hmm. on on that but it just came out so shitty so i told my friend to do it yeah <laughs> on photoshop but no i just make other bullshit memes and like sure with, yeah like i fucking love snapchat for that <laughs> yeah it, it's funny because like i i had snapchat for a bit when i was in high school and even in my first year of of college my only year of college for that matter but um as far as a platform wise it doesn't seem like super common for people to use it like it's the first time that i've heard about it probably in half a year to be honest yeah it's like kind of dying down a little bit but i think it's not that bad people should bring it back now mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like tiktok is just becoming such a behemoth that you know snapchat can't you know even can't compete with a, a monster that size unfortunately i love tiktok but that shit drains the shit out of my battery like, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at work and you it use it dies. too much yeah, I'm not working at dies and like fuck, can't do anything else. <laughs> do are you seeing um th- this is um uh, this is an interesting chat because I have thought about, you know, how we can repurpose some of our content for TikTok and and how we can even just make original content there and how that looks. Um mm. do you think it's in that cuz I've seen a couple bands who have like a TikTok account but like like is that like super common or is that like still kind of wacky or like where's your temperature with that it started wacky huh but like uh <laughs> but like I, I don't know i feel like that's that's social media like who who cares if, if you can make the content good like it's worth it yeah but if you just like making if it's lame i don't know like my my, my other drummer from from my other band scum dog he, he he wanted brian he wanted to make a tiktok for for that band mm. like i don't know dude are we funny enough <laughs> <laughs> and then like <laughs> he just like he just started throwing out ideas like all right maybe right still on maybe hey we, we don't know yeah right i'm not too comfortable yet but i think someone needs to do that jump <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. i think any new social media platform where it's like kind of you know just like it's just not a commonly used thing in the scene like everyone was using myspace mm-hmm. and as soon as like some bands started to have a Facebook account. Everyone's like, that's fucking whack. And yeah. I was like, why would you make an Instagram account? But now it's like some Instagrams are like the only way that some, some bands have like a presence or a way to communicate. Hey, we have a tour or, you know, Hey, we have a new yeah. release. So it, 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 it's social media and hardcore is so funny to me. Cause looking at a band like tsunami or Gulch, they have zero social media presence yeah. yet they are two of the biggest fans in the world right now so it's it's insane it really just depends on like how i guess like because social media is like to get your stuff out there but then again it gets drowned by other things right and then uh yeah i'm there's just people that don't like social media uh <laughs> i think it's cool you know it's a way to help but there's some bands i could do it without it like gold tsunami yeah and twitter is a big help as well yeah (laughs) i I think that's another platform that like we're on but we're not active on like like i've said it on the podcast before but like sometimes i'll go into that app like three months every three months and just see like 
oh, who like tweeted at us or like who tagged us in this? And I'm like, oh, I should probably go and like all these or whatever. <laughs> but I do think that like utilizing that and TikTok and really any app that's on the come up or is super well established, uh, you know, works in your favor for sure. Um, you know, as, as far as like out of pocket goes, like, you know, you guys had like a response that you maybe didn't expect. So now, you know, being a new band that hasn't played a show, is there almost like, cause I remember with any project that I would play, the first show is like, there's so much excitement and anxiety, anxiety, just cause like there's so much lead up to that. Do you feel like that is amplified because of that pandemic? And also because, you know, oh shit, there's like a lot more people that, you know, are excited to see the first show versus like, oh, we can just play this and it's our friends and whatever. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we been talking about our first show ever since we started writing. So yeah. like, uh, we're just hella hyped for that one, for that for our first show. But like, yeah, it's putting a lot more anxiety, a lot more like, oh shit, like, we gotta like bring our A game and all right. that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. our first show with Scumdog, it was like a little house show. It was chill. Like, uh, you know, it was our, with our homies and shit. So and we, we played all right. We played decent. But it was our first show. We didn't really practice much. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But we, there's almost like pressure on yourself. Like, I want it to be like way better than, you know, what the yeah. first Scumdog show was like. And like, I think, you know, it, it's it's kind of like um, uh, not a reoccurring joke, but like when I had Isaac from Knocked Loose on, you know, he was talking about how he's in two band he's in two different kinds of bands where one has like you know done years and years of work as far as touring and getting getting in front of people and then also playing an inclination that's like we put out a demo and then you know we did all these like hardcore festivals around the world and you know like i think that's personally cool to be like putting out as good a product and someone in like at this is hardcore or ldb fest or fya is like yo this shit is so sick i want to bring this to florida doesn't need to be a tour it could be you know i'm just going to put it out so like yeah like is um is there like a dream like first out-of-pocket show uh as far as like the bands that you play it or like where it is like where's your mind go with that well like our dream show would like first show ever would 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 be awesome if we had it just in the bay but honestly just any show would be sick mm. like it's been so long dude since i've been on like on the stage or some shit right it's just, i'm dying to play anything yeah then I, I, I'll, I'll play like outside on the floor <laughs> i'll play at a hot topic bigger... in the mall <laughs> i'll play i'll play at the mall hell yeah <laughs> there's um, no, but, no. there's some video i think it's the dillinger escape plan and they're playing in a mall and like it's so weird because like the vocalist like jumps in the crowd, but like the crowd like ends and there's escalators and there's people with like shopping bags and it's it's very very strange. <laughs> sick, bro. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, like all those all those festivals. I hope they're coming back. I think uh, this upcoming year, like the end of the year, I think I'm not sure if there's some. I can't remember right now. My brain's so fucked. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like any show would be sick. As far as the ones that I said, I know FYA announced that they are doing because they happen in January. So I I feel like that timeline makes sense. Like, you know, there's stuff coming out, but there's still stuff at the back of my mind. Like, is it is that show going to potentially add a lockdown? I don't know. Like, I don't think 
that is the case. Um, you know, there's some people that are kind of curious if like this is hardcore will happen this year, or if that's a 2022 thing. Um, I, I, I feel like if FYA fest can happen next year, LDB fest will for sure happen. I, I think, oh, yeah. I think the, the, you know, prom core is scheduled. There's, there's so many things. It's almost overwhelming yeah. with the amount of things that are being announced right now. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, you know, any of those fests, I think you guys would, you know, do well at as far as like a up and coming band with, you know, you know, some, some heat under you. Um, you know, you, bro. Appreciate that. what's like, um, you know, what, what else are you guys working on right now as far as like, okay, like we put out the demo, yeah. we got a reaction. Now we got to follow it up. Like what's we're recording. Right we're recording in July. Uh, for sure. Uh, we just booked the dates like two days ago. Sick. So we're, yeah, so we're ready with with these other songs for you, I guess. <laughs> I, I I think they're way better than the demo, personally, because I I just been, I just been dissecting, but I fucking love it. Like we really took our time with this, like almost a full ass year mm. to write these other songs. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, next, it's like you had the time to to do the three songs for the original demo, but you still had time to like put the same level of love and, and effort into the next thing. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And since like, we got like a kind of more traction from the demo, it kind of put pressure like to write these other ones. Like we don't want to like put when we want, like, under scoop the, the demo, we want to be better than the demo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really fucking, yeah. Put a lot more pressure and put more time to think on that shit. Absolutely. Um, it was so frustrating. <laughs> are are you allowed to say like how many songs or anything like that, yeah. or do you want to keep that under wraps? No, fuck it, I'll say it. <laughs> no, yeah, we're coming out with, with three songs. Oh, okay, again. cool. Yeah. It'll, it'll be dope, and they're a lot longer than the other songs. Okay, so we put a little bit more work into it. Yeah, I I feel like that's kind of the thing with some of the, and and I guess it depends on the genre of music that your band is, but I feel like. Some songs, especially, you know, because I can speak directly to the endgame stuff is like, yeah, these songs are like shorter. And then for this new stuff, I'm like, I want these to be like, like actual songs with like mm. verses and like, you know, moments where it comes back and like all these different things. Like, I think there's definitely power in like songs that are under a minute or stuff that like, you know, yeah. doesn't have filler riffs or anything like that. But um i i definitely you know i i'm mapping you know out into different releases and i know you know i know when we do like an lp eventually it would be like i want to have like a four and a half minute song but i also want to have like a 50 second song you know like being able to play up on that and uh have it's, variety it's also for like the attention span for some people yes. you know like like for me I, I i like songs that are like a minute long so that's show like I'll, I'll for justice they have like this one song i think it's like barely a minute long this is sick <laughs> as fuck i just kind of have it on replay because it's so short but yeah. dude, I, I think like that that's like the hardest hitting songs probably mm -hmm. you know just like a short song I, I yeah no i i definitely agree like you know there's definitely certain genres of heavy music that play well in the the shorter song aspect like power violence or beat down oh, like yeah. you can really just get straight to the point but mm -hmm. At the same time, like sometimes you need a two and a half to three minute to almost even four minute song in a live setting to like fill your set time, yeah. right? Like, you know, for a band like Regional Justice Center, as sick as they are, a lot of their songs are like, it's over. And then, you know, Ian and the rest right. of the gang needs to get right back into it. So, you know, you could go through 12 songs in 
you know, a tw- yeah, you know, in a 10 minute set or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> That's the best though. Yeah. Like uh regional justice center, fucking world peace, you know, short songs, but sweet mm-hmm. or sick. And I think those are like the craziest sets too. You know, when you see them live. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you kind of, a little bit of a tease for what's to come, which I'm excited about. Are you doing that with, um, with, uh, Tosh again? Yeah, we're going, we're going to Toshio for for him. Uh, he's in Fremont. So it's like, just like a city over, like just over the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He made that shit pop for you guys, you know, friend of the show, big fan of no right, uh, for myself. So yeah. Happy to see you guys, uh, working with him. When we're recording our demo, the I think it was like so hot that the power outage, like like we like there was no power in, in the whole building, like it just kind of ran out. When we were finished up setting up the drums, we were ready to record, and then boom, the power went out, and then we're like, really, oh, shit, come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So you guys couldn't even do anything that day. You just had to come yeah. back the next day. We were hella pumped, bro. We were hella ready. We we're like, all right, we practiced so much, and then. Boom, power outage. I, I don't think it was like the next day. I think we had to do like schedule like the next week. But yeah, I mean, it gave us more time to practice a little bit more. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, because it, it gets spicy down in the in California in the summertime. Like, yeah, and especially in the Bay Area, it gets like more humid heat. Like, it makes mm, you sweat. Yeah, because you're by the water and all that. I fucking hate it, especially like when I'm in my car, dude everything sucks in there <laughs> like when when you go to la it's like a dry heat or like vegas mm. it's like a little bit more i think it's a little bit more like easier to handle absolutely yeah and i i you know speaking as someone that grew up in a city that's like very humid in the summertime like it would literally be like i would open up my apartment door and to walk out onto the street and it felt like a brick wall of like dew <laughs> and wetness just hit me and then yeah, it would be like 10 30 at night and i'm still wearing like shorts and a t-shirt not be or uh yeah shorts and a t-shirt not because i want to but just it's that hot still um but here in calgary you know it's very dry heat it'll get a little bit cooler in the nighttime and yeah it's i prefer that way better than just being wet and sticky and gross all the time and your thighs are all sticking to like each other yeah, it's mm-hmm. gross yeah, I, I find like you you just go through like t-shirts way faster because you're like, okay, it's <laughs> it's 1 p.m. and this shirt is drenched, so gotta gotta get a new one. Then it's stained, and then you just have to throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> it really um, makes you spend your money. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bands in the bay do really well because kids are just buying shirts <laughs> because they have to, not because they like the bands half the time. <laughs> it's just expensive, dude. I mean, like even for equipment. That's that, that thing's like I've I think I've lost my bass head more than two times while oh. playing shows. I don't know why. Like I've always asked my my friend, like, "Hey, you get the bass head?" Yeah, I got it. Didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we just fucking we were just so tired. We just wanted like dip out of there. I guess we forgot it. But yeah. So, do you have a a bass head that's just like in limbo right now, or are you eventually, you know, we're waiting. It, it made its way home. <laughs> nah, it's gone. We're, it's we're, gone. We're, <laughs> we're I, I gave up on it i i'm waiting to like we get another show and then i'll, right. I'll buy another one That's yeah it. no need to buy a bass head right now until it's like we have to yeah exactly yeah save your money <laughs> save your money um you know like i got a lot of friends from the bay it's it's a it's a it's a pocket of california that i hope to to visit in um you know once 
you know, shows and stuff start popping up. Um, what's your, what's your, like, if, if we were hanging out, uh, one day and you're like, I got to take Spencer to, to this little, you know, coffee shop or like food spot or this like, you know, vantage point, what's like the one place that we're going to go to? Dude, you should hella come and eat, like eat, either way. Uh, either like, way. <laughs> coffee, yeah. Co- coffee shops, like I'm not really big on coffee. My my friends are since they worked in Starbucks and all this shit all their lives. But mm. <laughs> like, wow, there's hella spaces in the day. You know, I was just talking to my cousin about this. There's like Hippie Hill, there's Pier 39, there's Baker Beach, like right next to the bridge. It's like a beach, like you, you see the bridge right there. Mm. So, okay. Um, also, S- Santa Cruz is hella dope if you go there. You know, there you got the boardwalk. You got hella rides there. A lot of like carnival food. Oh, okay. So yeah. lots of stuff on a stick or something like that. Yeah, like you know, corn dogs. <laughs> corn dogs. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Hey, top. Yeah, it's definitely. I actually, when I was prepping for this podcast, because I I had this note on here, but it just kind of came around. Because so you know, timeline wise, um, you you're playing bass in Scum Dog, correct? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then in out of pocket, you're doing vocals. Yeah, I don't really know how to play bass. I'm just fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the best music genre for for someone that doesn't know how to play pay, play bass. Um, but w- what's crazy is that yeah, like we originally got connected through out of pocket, and mm-hmm. I realized when I was prepping for this podcast that Scumdog played uh, Beat the Heat fest you know and we're talking yeah. about you know things being humid and all these things i was actually supposed to come down to film that uh i guess what that was like? in 2019 but like things didn't line up and uh, uh unfortunately i couldn't come down um that that fest still happened though right yeah hell yeah that, that was like the sickest fest ever i mean this is the only fest we've done but <laughs> like but it was the best show like ever i mean we met a whole bunch of homies there mm-hmm. you know people from like sandy slip fucking Stone Cold Stunner. There's like a whole bunch of people there. Yeah. Uh, at the, at the time, to. I knew zero of the bands that were playing. But, you know, obviously, you know, I've I've done a lot of different playlists where I'm featuring different artists. And I'm like, okay, I know Icebag Injury now. I know State of yeah. Suffering from, you know, Boise. And, so you know, sick. Yeah. So I hope, you know, if, if um, you know, the dude that runs uh beat the heat fest uh is planning something for the end of this year or beginning of next like let me know <laughs> oh yeah dude I'll, I'll i'll let him know i'll i'll, I'll shoot him with the text too like dude yeah. what's up with the next heat oh yeah i i forget like 2019 was really crazy for um for us as far as like filming different festivals i think we did five last year and now that you know things are starting to come down the pipe it's i'm potentially going to have at least a couple under my belt by the end of the year but you know 2022 i i have a feeling it's gonna be a madhouse for different things oh sick like imagine the lineups that like been waiting to happen bro uh, dude i can't yeah. i can't even imagine like i or think it's bands that are coming back i think i i think you're right i think it's bands that maybe have been you know i'll i'll reference axe to grind as far as like using the term of like a sleeping dragon, like a band that has been like super sick. And then just in the time of the pandemic, it's like, yeah, let's, let's put out a record or like, let's work on this and let's do this. Um, you know, it's not like God's hate was necessarily like an inactive band, but I feel like they were this like powerhouse and then kind of 
they kind of fit that description, like kind of weren't doing a whole lot because multiple members are into different shit. And then now they have this new record cut out and, you know, I can't even imagine the bloodbath that will be God's hate shows in 2022. God, dude, that, that album was so fucking hard. It made it such a wave. Like I was seeing that shit for like a month straight. (laughs) Yeah. I still listen to it. That's just sick. Yeah. It's, I, I think that will be, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do a take of, I think that will be on most people's top 10 albums of 2021 for sure probably like, for sure. yeah it's top it's top and I, I think it's like number one probably like top, <laughs> top 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 three top three for sure <laughs> if it's only for samples it's for sure number one like <laughs> so many samples um and they had the mayor do their sample on one of their songs i think i'm not sure the who tripping the mayor for la oh I'm, i might be tripping well, I might be smoking some shit, but yeah, <laughs> my bad. Well, I'll, I'll do a little bit of a, you know, a future tease as far as episodes go. Um, I'm just looking at what day that is. What? One sec. Um, yeah, so any listeners of the podcast, I'm actually going to be having Taylor, um, Taylor Young, come on to, to chat about God's Hate and all, the plethora of other bands that he's doing right now so i'll have to ask him uh did you link oh, up yeah. with the la mayor for a little sample <laughs> that's sick bro no yeah, yeah. Uh, they did they did this one photo shoot i think it was in front of this restaurant called sauce and beer if yes. you ever go to la bro it's the best fucking place ever it's so cheap and it's so good it's awesome yeah because i saw that they um yeah so they did that photo fo- like the you know the band photo shoot or whatever and then i guess when the record you know came out they like gave uh, the owner of that restaurant, uh, a copy of the record. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because he's like, this person probably, this will, this is probably this person's very first hardcore, you know, band or music yeah. that they're going to be listening to. And, uh, you know, none, none better to intro than uh, God's Hate for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so, you know, as far as like, um, you know, out of pocket seems to have things in the works. Um, what does uh, Scumdog have going on right now? Because you mentioned you had like uh, you released one song. Um, I think it's June 2020 ish. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have other stuff in the works um, going on for that? Yeah, that one song was kind of experimental. We, we don't really know like the direction we're going with the song. But now sure. we are we have made a couple songs. We're still writing them. I think they're they're both gonna be they're gonna be released this year like no matter what. Mm-hmm. But uh, I won't talk too much about that because I don't really know what the hell's going on yet. But <laughs> no, yeah, we we do have like three new songs at least. Yeah, like ready to go to cool. record. But we're just practicing it up. And I um the artwork that you did for that single and the out of pocket stuff that was both John Mayo. Is that correct? Yeah, John Mayo did the scum dog out uh cover mm-hmm. and he did the out-of-pocket logo not 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 the lady right yeah he did he did this not the, yeah uh, yeah yeah so you know just because john's a, a close friend of mine he was putting on shows when i was like first getting into hardcore and to see him like connect to so many people with yeah, the scene through his art is like really cool like i'm just kind of curious on, on the connection there Dude, he makes sick as shit. I mean, like, obviously we we discovered him through the tsunami's uh cover mm, and okay. um we're like, dude, that looks hard as hell. <laughs> like, you know, 
we're, we're like let's hit him up and then that's just been the, the go-to guy you know yeah it's, it's just so it's sick you know the, the way he draws like it, it's just like so i guess diy but it's just it's, it's gnarly bro yeah he's been in hardcore long enough to know like that aesthetic of just being like mm-hmm. like have that like street-esque style but like still be like hard and like gruesome uh when he wants to be and yeah it's it's i remember when he announced that he did the tsunami like i guess the ep or whatever um the second release and i was like what's happening because like again (laughs) john was someone that i was like in my local circle like i he he would do like posters for shows and he would like i always saw him drawing and i always thought he was really sick it just never in my mind came to like, Oh, this dude is going to be doing the covers of all like the badass bands coming up in like in California or in like all these, all these places yeah. in the States. So it's, it's really cool to see as a, you know, a homie of his, but also like a Canadian as well. No, hell yeah. I mean, it's, it's safe to, to see your friends blow up and shit, you know, like, especially like to you say where you don't even like imagine it. Right. I think like my favorite cover he did was uh, the cruelty and moment of truth one. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm blanking on on the on the look of that. It's like black and then like it's like a fucking samurai fool like right oh, there in the back. Oh, okay. You know? Is it like <laughs> he has two swords, something like yeah. that? Yeah, he's just like oh, ready okay, to yeah. fucking fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, gotta it's gotta like, shout out to to John. Like his yeah. like I I think if if someone was doing like a top 10 hardcore artists in the last 10 years, like he would be on that list for sure. I think the yeah, the fucking tsunami, uh, secondary covers right there on my wall. Oh, sick. Yeah. You can't really see it like because of the glare, but right. Yeah. Yeah, No, like I hit him up because you know, the playlist has been so crazy in the last year. And you know, when I realized, Oh, we've passed a year since we started that. Um, I was like, I need a fresh look to that and hit up John and he, you know, just drew an angry hardcore guy with headphones on. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want. So got to, got to plug him for his, his efforts. Yeah. Dude, talented guy. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I want <laughs> one question I had, excuse me. Um, when I was listening to this, cause I've listened to the out of pocket stuff on repeat multiple, multiple times. So I was listening to scum dog. I guess that you guys have a song uh, with a sample at the very end of it. And it, it's something <laughs> loosely to shut shut your Godzilla ass up. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of curious on what that's from and what the context is there. Fucking, yeah, that was from a YouTube video from this guy. Uh, he's, he, he, he's a skater. His name is Black Ninja. He's from Las Vegas. Oh, okay. And like, he did all these, like, he goes to skate parks and he does, like, Mad Libs. He records people. <laughs> And like he makes up stuff up, and then uh, and then he found these kids, and he just started started tick talking shit to each other. Mm. And it was like such a lizard ass stuff. You just look like you guys got a rehab. It was a bunch. Like it was my favorite shit ever. Yeah. I think I love it. I man, I, I wish more people knew about his videos. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, definitely. There's more people that know about it now because of the podcast. But um, yeah, you'll look, definitely look, you'll definitely have to send me the link to his YouTube stuff so I can. Oh yeah, dude. It's called like uh, a day at the skate park by Black Ninja by Black Ninja. Uh, for people that are listening, you should go check it out. It's Definitely, no, it, it's funny because like, like um, you know, we were mentioning at the beginning of the show, like I'm almost like 
throwing like funny little things that I find on the internet that relate to music as like a sample in the intro. Um, but that's like an ever changing thing. And that seems to be a theme with like a lot of podcasts, like Axe to Grind will always start with like a new little song or sample or just like something interesting. So I think that kind of plays on that, but also something that we're having coming down the pipe and it just has been taking a little bit of time to get it in the works. We're actually going to have like a sample pad for when we have team scope episodes. So we can just like have those like little funny things just on cue, you know, in the middle of the conversation. So if if it works, I might pull some stuff from that video because like I was listening to him like this shit is wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, I've watched that shit a lot. And and that shit came out like back in 2008. So it's an old video. Mm. I I just watched it as a kid. Yeah. No, I, 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 I gotta applaud you for pulling something deep in the internet webs versus like, you know, something from a, you know, really popular movie that came out in the last five years. It was like, no, we're going to pull this thing <laughs> from like the depths of YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I try to find something that, that are not popular, like for uh, out of pocket. Like we use on site, we use that one movie, but blood and blood out, uh, that one little scene in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was Chris's idea because we couldn't find anything else but yeah I fucking love samples I think they really set the tone for everything right oh for sure yeah and I love the placement of uh on that song just because it like it wasn't just like sample and then the music starts like you guys kind of had a little bit of a bridge with like the drums like or is that is that yeah. little drum thing in the actual sample or is that just that no that no no, yeah, that, that that was dealing with the drums. Uh, like it, we originally, it was supposed to be like just a sample, and then that, then the drums. Yeah. But then to- Toshio suggested we just like mixed it in. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, like I remember, I still remember the first time I heard that because I'm like, oh, here are the drums, and then it was like, <laughs> get up, dun. I was like, my jaw was like, oh my god, like let's go, that's sick. So get up, Chucky, get up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you know, if if Toshio is listening, like props to you guy. That was a, a great creative thank call well. for sure. Um, oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, dude. What's um what's like, you know, being a new band, there's obviously like again, like pe- people just want to play like their first show for a lot of these bands that are kind of coming up and you know, have a big boost, but just you're like, hey, we just want to play live, but do you have like any personal goals or things that you want to do without a pocket? Um, whether Hell it's yeah. re- like releasing a certain level of music or like playing a certain level of a show. Um, what's, what's the thing that you want to check off your bucket list? I mean, we, we, we want to play all the fest. Like we, like we dead as do. Like we, we don't care. I don't care if I get fired from my job or some shit. I just want to like play all the fest, like fucking prom course coming up. What's it called? This is hardcore sounding. Fury. I was supposed to go to that before it got canceled. Mm. That was yeah. Um, what, what else? Are the FYA? I think uh, the Rose Fest in Canada. That that's 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 another goal I want to do. That shit's sick. I mean, I, I still watch videos from that. Yeah, yeah. There's I, I like. I think this is a very timely conversation because Promcore seems to be the first major hardcore festival that's gonna actually you know knock on wood happen um yeah but it's cool that you know they're starting to roll out announcements for for bands that are playing 
and and I've talked about it on this podcast where I I wanted festivals to or I was my anticipation was people were going to try and do the lineups that they did or had originally planned mm. in 2020 but I almost think that people are just like scraping all those things and just starting from scratch and that's kind of exciting um yeah I'm sure that there is going to be some like bigger acts like I've chatted, you know, like on and off with some of the Wild Rose Hardcore guys and like any of the bigger acts, they're like, you know, obviously, you know, they still want to bring out like the big bands like Knock Loose or Madball. Like it's not going to be like, yeah. all right, well, we tried. Like those are big acts that, you know, I'm sure all those guys, like it makes sense to bring a, a huge act like that to, to Calgary, especially if they haven't played there in a long time or, you know, they're Madball of all bands. Yeah. But um, no, I, I do think it, you know, it's cool. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what, uh, you know, this hardcore does, what LDB does, what FYA will do. Um, really, it's any of the fests that I guess had lineups for 2020. So LDB and FYA, like they didn't really have a 2021 that didn't happen. So it's really, I'm curious on what happens with Wild Rose. Uh, this is hardcore, Sound of Fury, like any of the major uh fest that had like a 2020 lineup and how yeah. close that will be to you know whatever the the first year that they get to all do that again and and big how bands, different it might be yeah big bands or little bands bro i feel like no matter what people are going to show up to that like you know dude i i 100 percent agree i i think you know i i think over time like it might you know slowly drift back into you know okay we need to you know be cognizant of having a a very a big band that like will draw well or some of those things but for the for the next couple of years like fuck any like <laughs> lineup like i'm sure people would just want to get you know their hands into whatever they can like i'm i'm like hard considering going down to prom core not because it's like a scope thing or like we got asked to film it's like i just want to see my friends in oklahoma a but b also just like any band that they've been announced, I'm like, yeah, like if I was down yeah. there already, it wouldn't even matter. Like I I'm stoked to see Fox. Like I'm stoked to see strangle you or in love or whatever it is. So I don't, yeah. I don't think for the next couple of years, it will necessarily, you know, putting a band that like maybe isn't the number one hardcore pick won't matter. Cause people are just going to show up. That's my hope. Yeah, at least. No, I feel like it's going to be like that either way. Like, there's already some sick ass bands on that fucking on on that lineup like discouraged i'm pretty sure they're, they're yes. from the bay as well mm -hmm. yeah so they're already heading over there so this is gonna pop off either way no yeah. matter what yeah i i i think i i think the you know talking with a number of friends you know jack from what it takes or davin from mark for life i think we're in this really cool time that you know hardcore is at right now and i think the lack of shows is gonna really just like make people just go off and and just be really excited to be able to see all those bands that they you know heard on spotify when they were stuck at home in the pandemic but being able to see pain of yeah, Truth Live, being able to see gridiron being able to see the bands that put out really cool records like even like you're the knife like putting out a really Ooh. badass record and not having to play any like i think that they announced their um their first show that's like a mm -hmm. record release but it's like over a year yeah. later but um yeah i i think we're i think if you're in hardcore right now it's it's a good time 
to to jump in and get involved for sure. Yeah, dude, did you see that uh, show in LA with Section Hate? Um, it like really popped off. Hello. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Were yeah, you at that? I was not at that. My friends wanted to go, but we, we you know, we, we we just had work, so we, and we right. didn't think it'd be that fucking wild. Dude, the, the news like, is a big party. Like Jurassic Park, but like a hardcore show. <laughs> yeah, the big ass wall in the back. That looks, looks sick. And the cops were like shooting some bullshit at, at the at the pit. I think. Uh, oh, I, like I yeah. I knew there was like helicopters and shit like flying over, but I didn't know there was any like like aerial the, fire coming down. That there's this video I saw on Twitter. They were they were shooting something. I'm not sure what. It, I'm not sure if it was bullets or rubber bullets, but. Yeah, they were shooting something. Yeah, this, this is it was chaotic, but it was sick as hell. Yeah, I felt like you know, I felt like if that was the very like, I think everyone will say like the Mad Ball like New York show was like the first hardcore show uh, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, globally speaking, there was other stuff that was already happening, but like you know, everyone looks to North America. Um, yeah, and with a band of that influence, like yeah, sure they and then you know people were talking about it, and then LA's like. Like, let's take that and go then some. <laughs> and I felt like if it was switched, the Madball show would not get the criticism and all the hate that they got if the LA one was like, oh, that was tame compared to LA. So you guys that's are just pure. Yeah, That's just pure energy right there. That show was fucking sick. I was just on it like, wow, we fucking missed out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think, and I don't know this for sure, but I, I saw photos of you know friend of the show steven from 197 media i was mm. like is that him filming and then i think he was sharing some footage on his story so i hope that there's some full sets from that show because that shit looked insane um oh, but yeah that's uh that's very cool i i think like you know I, i'll you know i won't say it officially because we're still locking some things in but there is probably going to be some opportunities for scope to be coming down to california to to film some shows maybe even a fest which i again i'll I'll (laughs) keep that under you know under under the lips um but but leo we can start to wrap up the show this has been really fun again like someone that you know we've gotten to connect through your band but you know he you've been you know supporting us you know kind of since we've crossed paths and you know that goes a long way with me so i appreciate that um, yeah, I do love your shit. Of course, I appreciate I appreciate what you do, man. And I, I know it's like a hard work and shit, but dude, you're you're killing it. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, I know that you know not to you know jump off topic. I know at the top of the show that you were saying like you you have you know discovered bands and you know got put onto bands through you know either podcasts or playlists. I'm just kind of curious on on who has uh, landed in your lap uh, through the content that you know me and the team have been making. Like like what bands? Yeah, or, you're like yeah. like if there are certain bands or albums that you're like, I wouldn't have discovered this. You know, I might have discovered this without yeah. Spencer, but he put me onto it. I'm I'm just selfishly curious. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. I mean, fuck. Uh, you put out some karma shit uh, when they when they release like their new. Uh, fuck, I forgot the name of that fucking release, but yeah, they they the newest release. Um, Man, like you just made me discover easy. Uh, I, I, I know you don't remember them, but damn, dude, I was on that shit for like two weeks, <laughs> like straight. Uh, dude, yeah. Um, can't remember the other ones. 
to be honest, my brain's pretty fucked. No, you're fine. I've had like nine nine concussions in my oh. life. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Are they all show I, I related or you know, is there some other nah, they're just dumbass related, like you know, like uh <laughs> like I'm just skating without a helmet or like I did professional wrestling for a little bit too and I fucked my shit up there. Oh like, wow. Yeah. Fell fell on the back of my head. Was in the hospital four days. That was my last concussion. Fuck. Hopefully ever. Ho- yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's who's to say? Out of pocket shows might just get so crazy. You might have to- I, I would love to get another concussion at, a, at my show. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. I, I'm down for a ten. <laughs> yeah. L- let's let's put it into double digits. Only if it happens at an out of pocket show. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Dude, that is sick. Um, but yeah, like like you know, the last section of the of the podcast that I normally do is like a favorite mosh story. Um, you know, talking about concussions, I don't know if there's, you know, one mosh related concussion, but again, it's, it's up to you whether it's like a mosh story that relates to you, uh, something that you just saw or, you know, a friend told you, whatever's the first thing to your mind. I got one fucking, (laughs) uh, we we were at, I think it was like this little classroom in San Jose. We're watching regulate. It was a stack lineup, regulate hands of God. I think Hangman and Death Threat made it a surprise appearance. Um, and then it was pretty stacked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we went in and we're in the pit. My friend Chris was throwing down. I don't really throw down as much because I don't know. I Nine just, concussions. Like, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta take it easy. But he was throwing down. And I had this on video, but I fucking deleted the video. I don't know why. Uh, he got kicked in the face so hard dude he was like like he got kicked in the face right he was like right. stumbling over and yeah we were just watching that on repeat it was like the greatest <laughs> moment ever <laughs> he didn't get like a black eye or anything but i wish he did just like a little how can little... you not get a black eye from getting kicked in the face that's crazy. he's made of stone he's made of he's stone, made of stone. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dude, tough son of a bitch that that is sick and yeah that lineup that that will hype people up enough to to, to to take a kick in the face, but also give kicks to the face for sure. It was there in Regulate, I believe. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah that band is super sick. Um, I, I'm blanking on his name, uh, who does vocals, but I listened to him on a on another podcast, and I just love his energy. He's he's got the moves on stage, and uh, yeah. just jump willy nilly into the crowd. <laughs> I think they're playing in LA on the third of July. And I'm pretty sure I I got tickets to the show, so I, I I just gotta make my car be able to make it over there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. I feel like a lot of people are buying like it's it's the thing to do in hardcore is like I'll buy the tickets to the gig and then I'll just figure out how to get there later on. Oh yeah, you just gotta get the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is free for all. Yeah, definitely. Um, Greyhound bus. Greyhound bus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of those. Um, but Leo, this has been really really fun. Um. Big out of pocket fan. Don't just say that because you're on the show. I genuinely think thank you, that, and I'm really excited for you, what you guys have uh, next, and and I'm stoked to see whatever the first show is, and you know how, how people get to experience out of pocket live. Um, all your uh, band links and your links will be in the in the description of the video and in, in the show notes. But if there's anything else that you want to end on or shout out or plug, the floor is yours, my friend, for whatever you want to say. Like, bro, I mean, just thank you so much for having me on on here. I mean, it's such it's so sick being on here. As shout out to all the Bay Band, shout out to all my friends and everything. You know who you are. Yes. Uh, 
thank you so much bro that's it of course yeah i appreciate it i love keeping it simple you know who you are no uh don't get mad at me if i didn't shout you out because i said you know who you are and that covers (laughs) all the homies (laughs) no dude i'm just uh my brain's fucked up i can't really yeah Well, um, you know, Leo, if there's if there's anything that, you know, we can hope is that, you know, if out of pocket wants to ever come to Canada, you know, you hit me up Ooh. and we'll set you up with a ass beating time of a show and uh, and whatever you guys want to do. So hopefully you can make that happen okay. one day. I'm down to make it happen. I'm down. I'm, I'm going to go to Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs>